Welcome to the Snowboarding Podcast, All I Really Need to Know I Learned from Snowboarding. I'm Chris Rogers. And I'm Nick Alfieri. This is the podcast where myself and Chris talk about all the life lessons we've learned from snowboarding, not just the good ones, but some of the struggles we've had along the way. So please stay tuned for this week's episode. Welcome to this week's episode, episode number 17. Yeah, what are we talking about this week, Nick? So this week, we are talking about a question which came from a listener, Christina Sappenfield. She made a post on our Facebook page um, where she said, how to be your best and overcome challenges as an older instructor in a youth-dominated ski school. And we, I think we both thought that was a pretty good topic. And I'll be honest, it's not something I have a lot of experience with, and I feel a little out of my element <laughs> talking about, but I'm happy to share my opinion of people who I have seen navigate that really well, and maybe some of the struggles that maybe um, you may be able to overcome versus some that are going to be more difficult. So. Yeah, I think we can approach this from the perspective of a lot of experience in the locker room and seeing what has worked well and, and things that don't work as well when you're coming into this industry uh, a little bit later in life as kind of a second or third career. Uh, there's some things we think we can, we can suggest as ways to perform well in the ski school as well as some things we've seen that maybe haven't worked as well uh, in, in that zone. Yeah. Um, some of the things that, that are difficult that I see, especially leading clinics where we have people come where, like you're saying, this is maybe their second or their third career, and there may be some physical limitations to what certain people can do, whether it's power and strength or, um, uh, stamina, things like that. I think one of the best things for, as you start to age, and I've even felt this in myself as I get older and older, is staying fit, staying healthy, exercising. It's not enough to just depend on snowboarding sometimes as your exercise only. Sometimes you have to supplement and go to the gym and really keep that strength. It gets harder and harder to keep strength as, as you go. Strength and I would say flexibility as well. There's, you know, there's great, uh, whether it's stretching every day or, or yoga or some other kind of movement based workout and stretching type, type, uh, routine that's just going to help you do your job better. It's going to help open up your joints. I mean, everything we do skiing and snowboarding is so dependent on that physical fitness. And, you know, we're not necessarily football players or basketball players where it's like peak physical fitness, but it's endurance based physical fitness. When you're skiing or snowboarding, a lot of times you're essentially doing, especially on snowboard, you're doing squats all day. You're doing calf raises all day. And yeah. so if you don't have that endurance side, that's going to be a limitation for sure. Yeah. And it's, Sometimes I, I feel weird saying this or sometimes I feel like it, I have a hard time saying this, but if you're coming to this industry and sometimes depending on your age, it can be difficult to achieve higher level certifications. And sometimes that level three RMT trainer status um, may not be within, within reach. It, it is physically demanding, but I think the one thing about it is that doesn't change teaching. And what percentage of our guests actually come and need their instructor to be able to be some ripping rider who can do backflips and 720s? That, that's not really the case. That's, that's rarely ever the case. And so looking realistically at not, not just not just the certification that, that you may be able to achieve, but trying to find what it is you have to offer beyond that riding skill. 
Yeah, I'd say just like we look at setting realistic goals with our guests, coming into this industry, it's important to set realistic goals for yourself as well. And whether that's coming into this industry as a second or third career, or maybe you've been in it for 40 years, and you're trying to figure out how to stay competitive with the young rookies in the locker room that you know that might be skiing a little bit hotter feet than, than you have. Um, and and that's, that's okay. I think we can look at one of the strengths of PSIA and AASI certification is the breadth of skill development. You know, you can look at CS1, CS2, children's uh, trainers and examiners. You can go into uh, some of the divisions have senior specialists focused on working with an aging population. You know, the whole like how to ski younger, how to focus on low impact and, and uh, more gentle skiing and snowboarding. That's that's something that a lot of our guests want. So it it's easy to come in and see that level three is as the goal and maybe level three teach and level three movement analysis is an attainable goal. And that level three ride or ski may not be a, an attainable goal, depending on how late you're coming into the industry. Maybe it is. Maybe it's something that is a longer term goal than somebody who's 24 and, and has all of the stamina and the strength and the flexibility and, and the, the skill coming in and they have to learn how to teach and, and do movement analysis and, and walk the talk, but they may already have the, the walk, you know. One of the big things with this question that jumped out at me was how to stay competitive in a youth dominated sport. And to me, the biggest thing with staying competitive is don't try to compete <laughs> with what the younger generation might have, which is the hot feet. You gotta find your niche. And that niche is guest service. That niche is is understanding where the students come from. That niche is communication. That niche might be whatever it is you have a really good skill in outside of the physical skill. And the instructors who I've seen do the best in this industry as they age is they found their niche. And whatever that is, they're really, really good at it. There's so much more in this industry than just getting a certification and having a pin that says something. You can be a level one instructor or a level two instructor who is booked out on private requests nonstop because you're an amazing teacher, an amazing person, an amazing communicator, and you found your niche in the type of people that you are able to connect with, and you work on developing and growing that rather than just chasing some certification. Some of the most successful second or third career new hire instructors that I've seen come into that training with skill sets and they understand how to apply skill sets from outside, from other job fields, right? They come in with communications, advertising, taking something from outside and applying it to what they're doing now, right? And and so creating that guest experience, I, I think we all know there's the there's like the request for a young fun instructor, right? Somebody comes in, they go, oh, I want the hot foot 18 year old to go teach a lesson. That might not be the lesson for you, but you're going to be the one that excels with the guests that come in that want to learn, that want the experience, right? Set yourself up to compete on that side of things because you can use your experience in all of your other industries and all of the other things that you've done to be a better instructor and a better, better at guest experience than that 18 year old that can spin a seven. Yeah, I think it's really about a change of change of mindset and frame of thinking to I need to be the highest certified instructor in my locker room to more of how can I be the most approachable and be the best teacher in my locker room, which nothing makes up for experience. 
nothing does. And if you're older coming into this industry, you have so much more life experience than any of these younger kids coming in, and you can pull on that. Don't think you have to pull on your ski instructor experience. It's about pulling from your experience your whole life, from whatever other jobs you may have. That's what makes a good instructor, is that ability to pull from other areas. So the, the key for me about how to stay competitive is not to compete. You have something that the young instructors cannot offer and you need to be proud of that and you need to show that in the forefront and, and show those communication skills you learn. Show those skills of, of creating relationships and connecting with people that you've had to do your whole life. That's what makes a real instructor. Yeah. I wish the younger generation knew that. <laughs> <laughs> you're, sounding, you're sounding like an old curmudgeon there, Nick. Dude, I cannot, I cannot wait to be an angry old instructor <laughs> in the locker room and just yell at the new instructors come in and just, oh, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. So something you said there, I was just thinking, you know, one of the other approaches there, if you, if you look at like other ways to get validation out of, out of your job, be so good that the young hot feet instructors are coming to you to get mentored in, in teaching and movement analysis and guest service, right? Like take that vicarious experience of, of providing information to that young 18 year old hot foot instructor that you're actually making them a better instructor. And in doing so, you're kind of, you're kind of competing with them because you're, you're kind of asserting that you're the better instructor, right? Yeah. So they're coming to you looking for advice. That's establishing you as the, the wise seasoned veteran that has all of this other experience that's doing these great lessons that's booking more private lessons that's got this higher request rate and return rate like you can do that because of of that experience that you have coming in and you know that ability to connect with guests and that ability to slow it down you know 90 percent of our guests aren't looking to get to the lip of the half pipe or aren't looking to spin 360s or or you know rip around the mountain all day 90 percent of our of our guests want the experience they want to ski with their family they want to learn how to ski lower impact or, or ride lower impact. They want to learn how to how to be able to ride all day and ride more efficiently, right? So you can you can bring that experience that you have and share all of that with them. The the only area where I see there being an issue is in the riding, and that is such a small piece the high level riding of what we do in our lessons. So don't feel like you have to do that. I think it's really about harnessing your strengths. That's how. Take a look at yourself. What do I have to offer in 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 my through my experience, and how can I leverage that to be an even better instructor? That's what it takes to be competitive. Under understanding where your strengths and weaknesses are is a huge first step. You know, looking at emotional intelligence and looking at people skills. There's a reason that two out of three of our triangles focus on teaching and people skills, right? There's one on technical skills, and even that a portion of our technical skills triangle is about technical understanding and about movement analysis. And then we've got the other two thirds of our model is dedicated to being a great teacher and being a good people, people skills person. And if you can knock it out of the park in those regions, you can be one of the best instructors in your locker room, regardless of how old you are. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Um, that's pretty much all, all the points I have. And um, that's, that's, I guess, all the advice I would give. Well, I think that pretty much wraps us up for this week's episode, Nick. Yep, I agree. Um, once again, as always, if you have any ideas, questions, comments, concerns, please email us at learnedfromsnowboarding at gmail.com. Otherwise, we look forward to seeing you next week. 
All I Really Need to Know I Learned from Snowboarding is a podcast by me, Nick Alfieri. And me, Chris Rogers. If you have thoughts on this week's episode, we'd love to hear from you. You can continue the conversation with us and other listeners on our Facebook page. You can also email us questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to discuss at our email address, learnedfromsnowboarding at gmail.com. If you're enjoying our podcast, please subscribe, write a review, and help others find our show. Thanks for listening.